morning, everybody. Nice to see you all. Um, so, here goes. I'm feeling nervous about this one. It feels like I've been staring at page, staring at words on a page for the last month, kind of asking God for a sign. So, um, uh, I've now ended up with six pages of notes, which is going to be way too long for 15 minutes. Um, so we'll have to do some on-the-go cutting, I think. Um, but we are, we're here in Acts, Acts 3, um, and if you didn't catch Al uh, last week, Peter is speaking to a crowd of Jews that have um, gathered around him and John outside the temple in Jerusalem because they've just seen him heal a man who's been unable to walk um, from birth. And Peter takes the opportunity to, to speak the truth of um, the gospel of Jesus to the crowd. You know, he tells them that Jesus has raised the life, that it was faith in Jesus' name that that healed the man. And then we hit verse 17, which is where we're going to pick up from, from today. And, and Peter continues speaking to the to the crowd, but this time he offers them a uh, an invitation and he offers them a promise. Um, so let's read from verse 17, Acts 3, verse 17. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all the things about which God spoke by the mouth of his, mouths of his holy prophets long ago. Moses said... The Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him in whatever he tells you. And it shall be that every soul who doesn't listen to that prophet shall be destroyed from the people. And all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and those who came after him also proclaimed these days. You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your fathers, saying to Abraham and in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God, having raised up his servant, sent him to you first to bless you by turning every one of you from your wickedness. So we know, uh, we know, as I said, that Peter is speaking to a crowd of Jews, but verses 25 and 26 kind of shift the story slightly and point to a later time, a later chapter in the book of Acts, where the good news of Jesus is shared with those who aren't Jewish, which I expect is probably most of us here this morning. Um, and these two verses is also where we get the promise, um, and it's a promise of blessing. So in verse 25, we read the covenant that God made with Abraham all the way back in Genesis 12, uh, that in his offspring, all, you and me included, the families of the earth would be blessed. And then in verse 26, Peter tells us that God sent Jesus to the Jews first in order to bless them which must mean that that blessing is going to come to somebody else second um, to us. So that's the, that's the promise, blessing. That's the promise this morning. That's God's posture towards us is one of blessing. His desire is to bless us, not just the Jews, but us too. And how do we obtain it? Um, well, Peter tells us in verse 19, he gives us an invitation, and that is repent and turn back to God. Peter's invitation is for us to repent. That's how we receive God's blessing. And, and this verse actually is quite helpful in unpacking a little bit more of what, of what repentance is, because it's not simply 
saying sorry. It's not simply feeling regretful. It's not even just changing your outward behaviors. It's turning back to God, turning from darkness to light, from sin and Satan to God in our inner being, in our mind and our heart. John Piper tells me, because I don't know Greek, that the Greek word here is translated, that's translated repent, is, is metanoeo. Um, and the second part, noeo, um, means is talking about your mind and its disposition, its purpose, its perceptions. And the first part, the meta, um, often means movement or change. So the word repent or repentance literally means a change of your mind's purpose or perception. Um, a change of mind that now sees God as worthy of praise and adoration, that now sees God as beautiful and worthy of our obedience, a change in our very inner being. You know, Charles Spurgeon says that repentance is a discovery of the evil of sin, a mourning that we've committed it, and a resolution to forsake it. It is, in fact, a change of mind of a very deep and practical character, which makes the man love what once he hated and hate what once he loved. And many of us, you know, for many of us, this won't be very new. We'll know this already. In fact, many of you will have repented and turned to God long before I was born. Um, but this is something all of us here as Christians have done. It's repentance that leads to salvation. It's an act of faith. And, and this invitation to repent is one that's always either accepted or rejected. Ignorance is no longer an option or an excuse. You know, in verse 17, um, Peter is talking to the Jews about their ignorance in, in killing Jesus. But we could easily replace that verse, switch out that verse for Acts 17.30, which says the times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. You see, the Jews that gathered around Peter and John couldn't plead ignorance. They had to either accept the invitation to repent or they rejected it. And the same goes for us, too. But the New Testament also teaches us that confession of sin and repentance is an ongoing act for the Christian. Right? One John says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. James tells us to confess our sins to one another Jesus tells us to pray, forgive us our debts or trans, uh, trespasses or sins, depending on what translation you've got or what prayer you learned when you were in primary school. Um, more than just confessing, though, we are to repent. So Colossians 3 says, put to death, therefore, what's earthy in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire. We're to put sin to death. And part of how we do that is by turning back, turning back to God in repentance. So repentance that invitation leads to the promise of blessing but what is what is the blessing well, Peter again unpacks some of it very helpfully in verses 19 to 21 so first we get the invitation repent therefore and turn back and now we get the promise of blessing that your sins may be blotted out blessing part one that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord blessing part two and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all the things about which God spoke, which is blessing part three. So let's uh, quickly take a look at those. So one, that your sins may be blotted out. Isaiah 53 tells us, he, he prophesies about Jesus, 
And he tells us that Jesus was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You see, our sins have been blotted out all because of the love Jesus displayed on the cross, all because in his suffering, he bore the wrath and the judgment of God on our behalf. His death has brought us peace. His death has brought us healing. His death has brought us forgiveness of sin. And I love that the Greek word for for blotted here um, is the same word that's used in Revelation when it talks about how God is going to wipe away every tear from Uh, So for those of us who've turned to him in repentance this morning, our sin has been wiped away and we know that one day every tear will also be wiped away from our eyes. Maybe you're here this morning or you're watching later in the week and you're not a Christian. God's invitation for you is to repent and turn to him and he promises you forgiveness. Forgiveness for every bitter thought, every evil deed. There's nothing he won't forgive if you turn to him in repentance. Ignorance is no longer an option. You either accept it or you reject it. And I urge you to accept it. So part two, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So Peter, back in Acts 2, Uh, He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So not only is our sin wiped away, but we receive the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Lord. So my question to you is, are you feeling weary this morning? Are you feeling tired, burdened, worn down? God's promise of blessing for you is a restoration the refreshment of your soul through the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus says, come to me all who labour and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I love this uh, quote from Dane Ortland. Um, He says, you don't need to unburden or collect yourself and then come to Jesus. Your very burden is what qualifies you to come. No payment is required. He says, I will give you rest. His rest is a gift. He promises us rest and refreshing through the gift of the Holy Spirit if we come to him in repentance. And then blessing part three, that he may send Jesus and restore all things. So verse 18 in this passage that we read, uh, which says what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. I think this stood out to me for for two reasons. Firstly, because it tells us that even what the enemy or we humans intend for evil, in this case, the suffering and death of, of Jesus, God turns for good. And secondly, because it tells us that God always does what he says he's gonna do. He always fulfills his promises. And this is important because the promise is that Jesus is going to come again to restore all things and he will fulfill it. You know, the writer to the Hebrews puts it like this. He says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. 
Our hope is not just a refreshing for our souls, but it's a restoration of all things. And I'm going to quote um, Dane Ortland again. If you've not got his book, Gentle and Lowly, it is um, worth paying the money for. Um, but he says, he says, do you realise what is true of you if you are in Christ? You are promised that all the haunted brokenness that infects everything, the brokenness that infects every relationship, every conversation, every family, every email, every wakening to consciousness in the morning, every job, every vacation, everything will one day be rewound and reversed. The more darkness and pain we experience in this life, the more resplendence and relief in the next. For those not in Christ, this life is the best it will ever get. But for those in Christ, this life is the worst it will ever get. And there's a great C.S. Lewis quote as well. Um, in this book, The Great Divorce, that says, this is what mortals misunderstand. They say of some temporal suffering that no future bliss can make up for it, not knowing that heaven once attained will work backwards and turn even that agony into a glory. So the promise this morning is that God wants to bless us. He wants to blot out our sin. He wants to uh, bring refreshment for our souls through the gift of his Holy Spirit. And he wants to give you a sure and a certain hope for the restoration of all things. And the invitation is for you to repent and turn again to him. Whether you've been a Christian for many years, for a few weeks, or you're not a Christian at all, the invitation and the promise remain the same. So let's turn to him in repentance this morning and let's receive his blessing. Um, let me just finish by praying, if that's okay. Father, we thank you that you promised to send a saviour who would bring blessing to all the families of the earth. We thank you that you always do what you promise. We thank you that even what the enemy intends for evil in the suffering and the death of Jesus, you have turned for good, for our good. Father, we come to you in repentance this morning. We turn to you again. We turn to you again this morning. Can we just take just a few moments of silence to just each be before God, just to confess our sins, to turn again to him? Father, we do, we confess our sin to you this morning. We turn again in repentance towards you. Maybe some of us for the first time. Father, and as we repent again, we receive your blessing. Father, we receive the blessing of forgiveness. Father, we thank you that, Jesus, you are the, the true and better Moses, as is hinted at in this passage, that you have 
um, gone through the waters of death to lead us from slavery to sin and death into resurrection life. Father, we trust in the, the, um, the promise of, of Psalm 103 and the truth of Psalm 103 that says, as far as the east is from the west, so far have you removed our transgressions from us. Lord, we thank you for your blessing of, of the restoration of our souls, of the refreshment of our souls through your Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray, would you come and fill us again this morning with your spirit, just as Al prayed earlier. Father, would you come and fill us with your spirit again this morning? Lord, would we be a people who, like Peter and John, are present in every moment, full of your power, Lord, and brave enough to proclaim the good news of your gospel. Father, we pray, would we come and find our rest in you again this morning? Lord, and we receive your blessing of a sure and certain hope, of the restoration of all things. We thank you that our future is one where everything sad becomes untrue, where every agony is turned into a glory, where every tear is wiped away from our eyes, where death is no more and pain is no more and suffering is no more. Father, we receive your blessing this morning and we worship you for all that you are and all that you have done for us. We love you, Lord. Amen.